Um, well, thanks a lot for the tips you gave us in the last session. They were really helpful. And I actually noticed that yesterday I was more at ease with the practice and with myself. My mind was a bit like calmer. Uh, however, today I noticed that my mind was a bit noisy. And as I dug deeper in it, found that actually it was the same pain that you described. Pain that actually was triggered by compassion for someone that I really love and care about. And that's what actually I think makes my mind a bit noisy. And the harder... I'm actually aware that I shouldn't try even to resist it. But the harder I try not to try, the harder it becomes. I don't know if that makes sense. Mm. Yeah, ตัวเฉดแล้วตัวบ่ตัวเราอกรุณาลงเปียวได้ไอ้ลูตัวตัวไอ้ลูโดขายอกเนี่ยลงตัวใส่แท้มาเนี่ยลงขายอกตัวบ
that keep popping up in the mind. Some people remember things from when they were very little, when they were like infants and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, just just know that the mind is thinking. Sierra says we don't have to get into the storyline. What the mind is thinking about is not important right now. Yeah, sometimes yogis have, you know, um, the stillness brings up traumas from childhood or from another time in their life. And, and sometimes they're able to see it clearly and free themselves from the trauma sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he says if, yeah, sometimes people who practice Vipassana can, um, you know, they, like, it's almost like going to a psychiatrist sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, the black <clears throat> brain has been sort of obsessing all morning about asking something really meaningful, but don't really have anything to ask. But this, like, I think this open retreat is really just as interesting as some kind of more formal, highly structured. It's really like uh, for the life at home. It's like really inspiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, thanks. Mm-hmm. ดิโลสะคานเวนาเรโฮเอมาอาโทโฟโตเอยังโฮเอ่อเดชาสะคานนี่เอ่อ you don't have to ask him any questions, you know. There's no need to ask any deep questions. And um, he says it's more like a discussion here, where if you tell him what you're going through, that he might be, you know, if there's something that he can help you with, he can he can point it out to you, that's all. How are you practicing? How are you feeling? Yeah. What's your state of mind? I'd like to, maybe I want to ask something to use this opportunity. อ๋ออือหือไลค์อ่าเยอะโซเดอร์สดิสไลค์วอชชิ่งไลค์เดอะเอ็กซ์เพรียนซ์อีมีนไลค์ดิสออร์แกนิซึมไลค์บลาบล
ask something meaningful or maybe like say something impressive. But we're not like in the Satipana Sutra, we're not interested at all in this personal narrative. Yeah. Right. Right. We're not interested right, right. at all. Yeah. 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 I'd be really obsessed with and it's really consuming trying to somehow heal the personal narrative. But just it's really lovely to just let go of that. But you know, it's just it's as a functional thing in the world. I should be to look at it. But it's it seems to be like impossible. Maybe there's something like, you know, brain damage or something like just like or like ADD or something. It's just impossible to function in the world for this. Or no, I'm just exaggerating. You know, a bit of a drama queen, so I apologize. I just get the mic away. ตอนเดียวเลยโหดีเซ็งเข้ามาโกจองโกลงเลยล่ะบ่เนาะโหตะคุกูเอ่ออะเดปะชิชิเมจินาตะคุกูอ่าอ่าเอ่อเอ่อ
cirrhosis like um so probably languaging is maybe quite important like when we think of one of the basic um tenets of buddhism is that there is no self right but when you just put it like that it can feel quite confusing because there's so many ways we can think of that but sierra says it's more like he says if there is no self then what is there mm. what is it you know and if we understand what it is and then we see that there is a selfing of this whatever is present we see that there is this process of of something going on a process and then and then a selfing process right so there is a whole cause and effect process there's a web of cause and effect processes and that's what we yeah. so we'll that, i don't know this goes maybe i don't know a bit too philosophical i'm not sure but this this but we like, don't discover it by thinking about it right right but right but merely observing it yeah. so that there's an understanding which feels much clearer than thinking yeah, about yeah. it yeah then the process the physical process Yeah. yeah. So, like, if we're, we're part of this web, endless web of cause and effect, like, it's really incomprehensible for the brain. But is there, like, f- this concept of free will, you know, it's still, it's pointless. It's just a concept. So, yeah, I don't even know about, uh, yeah. This, it's just this kind of thing haunt me. Free will sura shila re eri eri ha sinza line to me and I to say chao chare re free will sura kuma hua shila swa a shila moi dia ri a kong lu chang chu set de re ba so tu tu ba pian ni da swa sa chang chu wa swa sa mo so um sero says if you a tu wa ni So So if you understand the processes Sierra says that you can understand how free will can be exerted um so there is um to simplify it Sierra says everything is cause and effect but in so because everything is cause and effect If we understand what the causes are, we can influence the effects. Yes. Okay? It's and all the cause is like big bang. No, no, no. The, it, there's there's an ongoing stream of causes. So um so for ex- example, everything that's happening now is an effect. But in the moment you ha- there's a choice to exert something in the moment. To exert uh, there's a choice in the moment to practice a a wholesome or something unwholesome and because it's a cause effect process if what is practiced in every moment is something wholesome then the future effects will become more and more wholesome so the wholesome becomes more powerful and when the wholesome is more powerful it purifies the mind um yeah, yeah, so so yeah. Th- that is yes what yeah. I, how you come this felt a bit like Fatalist, fatalistic house. No, not fatalistic. That's, that's like wrong view. view yes, that's wrong view. Do I think I'm going to have some people be that way? No, 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 no. Yeah, there was present school. Moment, right? Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Different school. The present moment is where the choices are made. Yeah. yeah. Okay, thank you. I, mm. I give okay, it. Okay, okay. Thank you. Yes, there is hope, there's choice, yeah, there's yeah. in yeah. the moment, yeah, present yeah. moment, yeah. yeah.
That's why Seattle says the present moment is important because what really exists for any of us is always just the present moment. And that's important. The choices we make and what we choose is important right there. Moment after moment. It never leaves us. Okay. Present is now, after now, after now, now. <laughs> Present moment is always present. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I also notice in myself this need to say something clever or something that people will remember. Mm. And then I also notice this, uh, the part that is uh, kind of resisting or saying that, that don't say anything because you want to be clever, say something truthful or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, ตัวเซคมาตะคูปยอจินาตุติเลยเลยตุตุ้ยเลยโหตะคูตะชาลุเรมั่นมิมาหมอยอะไรแบบชีๆตะคูปยอจินาตุ้ยเลยเลยแล
see that there's sense in that shows how much the mind actually does understand it. In a way, you know, having seen how much the mind personalizes, you can see the opposite of it. And and if you have insight into it and stuff, he says, there can be even more freedom. Mm. And But there was something also that I realized about about this uh, when I was talking about this need to somehow be better than everyone else yeah. that it's actually like I think it comes from from this feeling or or experience or or this kokemus like experience mm-hmm. but but not well this uh, this feeling that I'm not belonging that I don't belong in the same way as everyone else. Mm-hmm. Feeling mm-hmm. insecure. Feeling, yeah, not belonging. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and that, and that I don't belong. It and it's in like in this, uh, kind of. In smaller situations or in like situations, but then also in. In, like that, I'm not belonging <laughs> in the world. In the same way as right. everyone else, so and you, I kind of don't don't trust that in that. Don't trust in that, as in you don't believe that, or that makes you yeah, feel yeah, or, or or that unsafe. there is some kind of that, or when I'm just sitting <laughs> and I'm and I'm breathing, and then there are are very clear and stable moments when when I also. Like, yeah, when I feel that I'm very, very like one with mm. everyone and mm. with everything, and that we are the same, right? And I'm you, and you're me. But then, uh, but then I have realized that there has been like in my life yes. that this this uh, other feeling, yeah, or this which I haven't been aware of but this feeling that I don't, I'm not belonging in yeah. this world. belongs <laughs> ปายนามหมู่บลูเปอร์อุปมาบิลองส์ว่าดิโลเปียอุปมาอเชมพิอาอเชมพิอามีตาซูเยไกไฟน์เนี่ยบิลองอินดอเทมะปาอย่าอเ
You know, there's truth in both. In, um, and the way he sees it, he said, it's like, he says it's essentially true that we're all the same. Like you see, like when you see in, in, in your meditation that everybody is the same. And it's true because we're all processes, all cause and effect. Everything is governed by... Um, yeah. Yeah, governed by these laws of cause and effect. Um, so the essential nature of everything is the same. It's impermanent, it's dukkha, it's, you know, it's um, cause and effect. So this essential nature is the same in everything. Everything carries that nature. And yet, Sierra says, when you boil it down to the conceptual beings that, that you see in the universe... So in the Buddhist cosmology, there's 31 realms. There's 31 like different worlds that different beings live in. And there is not a single being that is identical to another. Because every, each being has its cause and effect process. Um, and, you know, uh, and we say being because what we call a being is actually the form that that process has taken at this time. Because also death happens, right? And then the form changes, at least in the Buddhist cosmology, the form changes. And so it's like different beings happening, but each stream of consciousness has its own cause and effect process. It either stays in this, in this web or, you know, if it, fi- if it finds the causes for it, it leaves the web. So, um, but yeah, each of it is a separate like stream of consciousness. Yeah. So each one has its own. Yeah, each one has its own complex um, combinations of causes and effects that gives the present moment for each one separately, and um, so in that way they're not the same; they're unique. Mm-hmm. But what? Bri- what makes up this process is the same for every single one. He says so. So just as if we get enlightened, it's because this process enlightened itself. If this, if we go to hell, because this process brought itself to hell, nobody makes us do anything or feel anything. Nobody can help us, help to enlighten us or bring us to hell. It's all through the efforts of this process. Thank you. Okay. A bit abstract, huh? Um, I think I will just uh, describe my struggles from yesterday. Um, so the day before yesterday, um, was it Tuesday? Mm. No, Monday. 
um, I had really good meditation. I had pretty consistent uh, awareness, these nice little glimpses of um, Dhamma here and there, you know, one of those good days. Mm. So when I started, when I woke up yesterday morning, I kind of started my day with quite high expectations that I would continue where I left off <laughs> the day before, <laughs> which obviously uh, didn't happen. And since my expectations were quite high um, and the reality didn't really match with the expectations, I um, could see the sense of or um, of boredom mm. lurking in mm-hmm. into my experience. And mm. I figured out it's kind of hard to even spots when you're bored or the boredom it's kind of something that doesn't manifest itself so clearly at least not for me Um, and then when there is boredom um, it's quite tempting to get lost in thoughts because they're very entertaining (coughs) Mm. and I I also noticed that after a couple of days of uh, meditating the thoughts they just get visually uh, a lot better I myself, I have visual memories, so it's kind of almost like watching good quality TV compared yeah. to like regular thoughts um, outside uh, a retreat setting. Mm. So yeah, I was um, continuously lost in my thoughts and then I got frustrated. I was trying to push myself away from that, um, really trying to find the right effort, but I was pushing a lot. Um, I got really tired of the process and uh, then somehow, I'm not exactly sure how, but I managed to get out of um, pushing too hard and I kind of got got the right effort, so-called. But I think I would like to hear a little bit more about how to really get the right effort. Um, I understood it's, it's about, it's a combination of um, interest in the in the moment and uh, calmness, but then I figured out that I was kind of pushing for the interest to take place, you know, kind of forcing myself to be interested in the in the present moment. So yeah. To Monday, my calendar, calendar, Tuesday, man, and เปลี่ยนล่ะเปลี่ยนล่ะတော့ปิ้นเสร็จก็ตวยมั้ยแล้วก็ตัวตะริถามนี่เลยตัวน่ะเนี่ยโหอนุปัญญาสันนามติตั
เอ่อเอ่อเอ่อเอ่อเอ่อเอ่อเอ่อเอ่อเอ่อเอ่อเอ่อเอ่อเอ่อเอ่อเอ่อเอ่อเอ่อเอ่อเอ่อเอ่อ
just as it is. Okay. Yeah. Uh, thanks. That clarifies because uh, I think I've kind of mistaken uh, the right effort with, um, or I had this idea that it's this natural flow with constant curiosity that we kind of have to aim for. But um, that, that's when you have momentum. Yes. Yes. Right. No. But when we start. It's true that when there is momentum, everything is going right. That's why momentum has built, right? But we have to work towards that. Yeah? Momentum can't just it's not like magic. Yeah, it doesn't just come up. Yeah, it's 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 an effect. Momentum is an effect of of practicing simply for persist persistently. So, I've actually also been thinking about the the cause and effect and the and the universe. <laughs> Um, I've been, I've been thinking, thinking about, um, how deterministic is this process? Like, um, it's kind of hard to conceptualize, but essentially when you talked about cause and effect through meditation, uh, kind of that you can change your own mind and in that way, change your own path. But then I have this idea in my mind that with the, with, with the right mind, I can also change the world. That I want to change the world. That it's not just, I'm just, I'm not here just to change my, my mind and to, be, to, to gain wisdom, obviously, that is very, very valuable and precious. But what I would like to do with that is to make this world a better place. So I'm interested about the the concept of change. Um, what does what does Sadav think about that? And is that um, something that can be can be done? Hmm. so Sierra said, somebody asked this in the last retreat as well. Sierra said, it's all, it's like how much, how effective we can be depends on how much power we have to effect that change. And that power is dependent not only on the wisdom that understands how to do it, right? Because you have to also know how to influence people. You have to know... Um, what is practical, like what is possible, like what effect you are able to, to effect, you know, um, so that you're realistic and, you, and so then you're not also uh, 
dealing with the frustrations about trying to do things that you can't, understanding your goals and so on. But there's also other things that you need, Seattle says, when you want to change, when you have bigger ambitions like changing the world, Seattle says, you also have to be able to influence people to help you. Um, you also have to be able to have the wisdom to deal with people so that you can effect a larger change. You have to have resources. So you have to also be able to influence the people who can lend you or give you the resources that can create a bigger impact. So there's there's many chains, there are many links in this chain. Um, and how much wisdom does this mind have? Uh, how much of that wisdom can this mind gather that, and energy, you know, the mind also needs energy in order to put itself into all these um, projects, so to speak, all these different aspects of creating the change it wants to. Yeah. So the Buddha was, you know, someone who changed his own mind first and then, you know, slowly, bit by bit, he, he changed the minds of others. Siyadra said, if you take his example, um, in 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 the beginning he was a he was quite an unskillful being uh, and then he got depressed and stuff like that and then and then he worked very hard to um to deal with that and then he found that he changed and he says when he, his mind became happy Seattle says then you know then there's the connections his teacher saw his skills in being able to explain what happens in the mind and his his change that you know he had he had effectively used meditation to do something that people talk about, only talk about mostly, and so his his when he went to become a monk he didn't plan to teach but his teacher said what's the point of becoming a monk if you don't do something and made him teach and for the first ten years he just taught in Burma and there was just a very small circle of people who knew about it and um, you know and practice with him and these people then told other people and then people came who then wanted him to teach elsewhere and you know so slow but it began with him just changing his own mind you know and he says I mean he's not even an he's not an arahant or anything he's not enlightened you know but he imagines you know what what could he achieve if he was enlightened you know he's managing this with just how much he has now Hard one to follow. <laughs> I'm, I'm still on my. <laughs> I haven't quite. Uh, in a sense, my practice, I haven't got to the. Yeah. Um, thinking about that, the bigger picture. And I was just dealing today with some sort of. Kalasis. Um, <coughs> always, I can't pronounce things. Always kalasis, isn't it? Um, so I've just explained the. It's not a pleasant exposure of my mind, but it would be helpful. The man behind me has a very, very heavy cold. And so every time he sits there, 
my mind goes into a reaction of a, a you know quite strong aversion contraction I'm going to get this cold and so I'm trying to watch the mind but it's quite difficult to stay stay compassionate to the man who's got this dreadful cold because I think I'm going to get the dreadful cold and so the <coughs> mind starts to judge it judge him blame him why is he sitting in the Dharma Hall with such a heavy cold? So I, I'm just giving the reality of the unpleasant reality of my mind here. And so, um, and it's true, I can feel quite heavy now. I feel a bit like, oh, I'm going to get a cold now, I'm tired. So there's a bit of reality, I think, also in that. But um, I, I mean, the ideal thoughts was, it's okay, I'm going to die anyway. Doesn't matter if I get a cold. <laughs> Things like that, you know. Just, is that helpful? You know, just to know that this is the reality right now. This, this is. If I get a cold, I get a cold. So I, I suppose what I'm asking for is just to get how to handle sort of the that kind of borderline kind of reality. Something's imposing on you. Something's really intruding on. But I know I need to just watch my mind, ultimately. Like borderline but, anxiety. Yeah, kind of the anxiety, the fear of the future's coming up about when I'm going to get this dreadful cold that he's got. Yeah. And also just the judgment, blaming him as mm. well, coming up. I'm just interested to... That, so that's one sort of immediate um, issue that yeah. I've brought today. To, mm. uh, and then there's one other thing around memory. When the memories come up, um, especially if it's a memory, it's sort of, or not even a memory, a sort of even a desire realm. I'm just sort of going, no, no, don't go there, and putting it away quickly. Is that the right approach? Mm. Or does one just sort of is, is one it, more gentle with it? Is it quite a triggering memory? Yes, yes, it will be one that I can see is has potential negative to cause thoughts. quite yeah, chaos, yeah. a lot so of chaos. Okay. Just how how to deal with the, those memories? Is it to be more gentle with them or firm or, you know. Okay. Do now, ma, Ludi out time near Not a scene near so in it. No, the Lua, Bapilo, the Mayonella, Tainale, Lamma, Sine, Yoga, Kune, Abelo, Lobelanga, to pure at the cuddly, the so the opportunity to practice so thought arises about the man thought arises anxiety it feels not good feeling the anxiety, knowing, knowing this feeling continuously, thought, next thought pops up, knowing thought has arisen, come back to the feeling. And, and so you're going oh, to be very busy, mindfully, busy, mindfully, yes, yeah, yeah. yes, being, knowing that you are knowing the feeling, knowing the thought, knowing the feeling, knowing the thought, just really working on it. Okay. But, but, but if the anxiety gets the better of you, um, Siada says, then you'll just have to get out of the hall and practice somewhere where you don't feel anxious. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's, I mean, 
it's not a problem, right? That no. Dharma hell is think... not the place to be <laughs> I practicing. I think rather than him go, I should go. Yes, yeah, this is, you can practice anywhere. The Dharma hall is not the magic place to practice, right? เนี่ยเสียดายสิเนี่ยสิอะไรสิเนี่ยเอ่อเดอะนักทุกข์ว่าเมมโมรีตะคุปอบอลานี่ล่ะตะดีทามี่ล่ะดีเมมโมรีอ
but it's it's no color to it. It's like, what did I just think about? Well, I thought about that, and how did that make me feel? It made me feel blue or green or whatever. But right now, when I ask myself the question, what it, what is my mind like? <clears throat> There's just nothing there. Colorless is also, colorless. Yeah, but that's also a color. It's just colorless. Yeah. <laughs> We don't have to call it nothing. It's just what it is. Right. Yes. So. Do uh, neutral go do other kugu. Yeah, sure. the mind can be neutral a lot. Yeah. Especially I, if you're in that sort of. Yeah. Neutral also that neutral is a state. Yeah. Neutral is a state. It's a good answer, and I, I kind of expected that answer, and and I, I do understand. It, yeah. You know. Do do not So what are you? Yeah, so, so, um, exactly. Good question. <laughs> yeah, when I want yeah. ลอนไลชานี่แหละไม่ติดตัวเดียร์ทายินเนี่ยเซ่เซ่เฉินนี่นั่นๆๆๆๆๆๆๆๆๆๆๆๆๆๆๆๆๆๆๆๆๆๆ
right? We, we experience things, we, we are observing the experiences we're having, we're also observing the observing, all this is part of the experience. And he says, sometimes we understand something about all the things we're observing, right? Or some of what we're observing. We, there's some understanding arises about the nature of it, or, um, some well, nature of it, well, right? Well. And then you'll understand, you know, then there's an in- insight. But insights also don't last forever. You know, they'll come and then you're back to observing again. So Seattle says, um, the experiences are always the same. The understanding of it changes. So Sierra says, like, when you see something yellow, and if a child sees it, the child maybe sees yellow and it's something bright and it's nice. When um, maybe the child's mother sees that yellow thing, the child's mother sees it's gold. Maybe it's an earring. For her, it's something, maybe for her, it's something beautiful. And even if she knows the value of it, that's all it is. She's not into trading it. But if a goldsmith saw it, he sees much greater potential in a piece of gold. He can, right? He knows how much it's worth. He knows what, you know, he can test it. He can trade it. He can change it. He can, you know, he can, he can re, re change the gold. To, so anyway, the, the value of this piece of yellow is different for the different minds. And so too, when this mind keeps observing the awareness and the objects, the awareness and the objects, and then sometimes the insight comes, it sees something else. It sees something more in the na- true nature of this, something more valuable in it. So Seattle says, when we are beginners, we watch and all we see is object and mind, object and um, awareness. And then he says, when we've been we've been practicing for years, we're still watching the object of the awareness. But maybe our understanding has changed. When we have insight, the understanding of the object and awareness changes a bit more and more. Hmm. Yeah, and you said um, uh, this re- revealing the delusion, and I, was gonna, I had that as a follow-up question in a way. Um, because <clears throat> sometimes I I kind of play this uh, game and I m- might be conceptualizing, might be creating a delusion here, but in my mind it, it kind of brings me deeper into, it, it's like a game of that um, like all this what I can perceive through my eyes and feel you know, this three-dimensional uh, reality is... Um, Freedom and what? Th- three-dimensional reality, as we all share. Uh, three-dimensional. Like Sorry? space and time. Oh. <coughs> yeah. And, uh, I, and I kind of use all my sense doors um, to perceive... Um, my reality or our shared reality or to some kind of like receptor and that's my mind so 
I, my, my game is like this body actually doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. But I, when I close my eyes, for example, I sense it mm -hmm. with, you know, like my, my attention wanders around in my body so I can feel my foot, I can feel everything. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and you can I, do that with your eyes open also. Yeah, I can do that with my, exactly, yeah, okay. sure. And, and through my hearing and everything like that, and it's like, in this game, it's not like, oh, I hear this uh, bird uh, 30 meters outside the window. The, the bird is exactly in this non-three-dimensional point of reception, but it has the volume of being 30 meters away to the right. Or, you know, I, I kind of play this game to, to, to see if I can get any closer to the experience of just uh, use my senses just like or, or I, I think that it might something else might be revealing that is more true than what I actually are experiencing with my eyes and and uh, do you follow uh, kind, kind of yeah it's kind a of messy a little bit no. twisted in my head <laughs> Um, <coughs> yeah, Seattle says that in the game you play, if you want to experience the reality, then you just have to be just more simple. So if you hear, you just know that you hear. Instead of thinking about the volume and the space and all that is the concept. You can't pay attention to... The only thing you can know from paying attention to the concept is that the mind is conceptualizing. That's the reality, is that the mind is conceptualizing. Mm -hmm. The mind is conceptualizing. That's the reality you can see, but you can't see the reality of, of you know, like hearing by going into that. So Seattle says, if you want to know the reality of hearing, just know there's hearing. You know, hearing, there's seeing. And then you have to do it repeatedly. You have to do it repeatedly until the mind sees the reality. And that's an insight, usually. It's not that you... Um, the mind suddenly understands it differently. There's a shift. Um, and, you do, and that shift happens when you keep observing. Because when we, obs when we know hearing, it's a combination of reality and concept. But you keep doing it until the mind tunes in. Thank you. I just basically continued checking whether there's awareness, whether I was on the cushion or outside walking or, or just resting or eating or whatever. And then the day before yesterday I realized that uh, there was I think a bit more thinking than there was before. Mm. You know, just okay, planning. Now how I, how am I with that? I was watching that, and mm. what was I feeling yeah. at that moment? And then questioning started to arise. What is this? And just. Then it faded and then back to just checking. Yeah. 
ตัวตะดีสิลาเวจีเนี่ยนะอืมอ่าตะนี่ตะนี่อ่ะตัวอตวีฤปูมะยาลาเลยโลตวีเลยเนี่ยอะยินนี่เลยแซนอตวีฤ
having an imposed schedule that we have to follow. You know, if we only sit when there's a bell, says, then we won't sit if there's no bell. So it's good if there's no bell and we still, you know, choose our own sitting, walking or whatever. Thank you. Um, I, I've been experiencing um, a chronic illness yeah. with um, two years ago here on this retreat the symptoms disappeared mm. and the doctors were not finding any reason yeah. and the effect lasted one and a half years mm. now they've come back uh-huh. so I'm here again did you stop practicing at home? Yeah, I think it's it's stress related. After stress and But now when I look at this, uh, it, actually I don't know what happened. And my question is how to create more, more awareness around the sickness and the healing out of it. Give us a warning. Um, meditation is not to cure sickness. If we have the curing of a, the healing of a sickness as a goal of meditation, um, it might backfire, you know, because of the greed to have a goal or to have that um, to achieve something. It might make it, you know the way we meditate might be a bit fraught. So, Sarah says, remember to meditate because we want to understand how the mind works. If the sickness is related to the mind and when the mind is in a better state, the sickness can, you know, can be relieved somewhat to the degree that the mind is better, if the sickness is related to the mind, right? Yeah, but that would be a side effect. But you would, Sierra says, meditate purely for... Um, for the reasons of, you know, cultivating wholesome minds, mm-hmm. practicing the Dharma. Because n- now I've been investigating and trying to recognize the, um, the attachment and aversion and delusion around the sickness. Mm. Is, is that a good thing to explore? Tuwadi yoga ne patalo tuma sweri majai dari kanzamure laichi ni re elo chilo ya la re yes you can so long but not only related to the sickness so says you should be because these are just the nature of the mind you can explore them all in all other aspects of your life yeah yeah for me both the wholesome and the unwholesome. Yeah. yeah. Remember the wholesome. Yeah. 
<laughs> Don't forget to recognize yeah, yeah, yeah. those. And and for me it was almost like a side product, so I'm not very attached to this yeah. goal of healing myself. Okay. Because last time it really happened. And yeah. Without expectation Yeah, because you had no expectation before, see mm. The more simple the practice, the more effective yeah. the practice. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> when, when we have expectations, they really yeah. put a spanner in the works. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, then another question is, is the, um, could you elaborate around the, the relation of wisdom and intuition? Wisdom and intuition. Intuition and wisdom are very... Intuition is a type of wisdom. That's it? That's what Sierra said. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just want to... Assumption of hope. Intuition, assumption of hope. Assumption are deluded. Yeah, but we have to be careful because sometimes we can't tell the difference between our intuition and our delusion, like our imagination. Yeah. And imagination yeah. is yeah. comes out of delusion. Intuition comes out of wisdom. If we can't tell the difference, it can get quite messy in the head. I just want to share... Fun thing is, um, sometimes it happens, and now it has started to happen that I, I wake up on the night to my own laughter mm -hmm. in retreats, mm -hmm. and it's it's very fun. <laughs> Do you know why you are laughing? Um, actually, yes. Sorry. Some sort of dream. Actually, in one retreat, I made, I forced myself to really forced myself to write immediately why I'm laughing. Yeah, and and the jokes were so infantile, like pee and poo. Oh, Kali. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But this is the nature of the mind, Theodosis, you know, especially for those who have, like, you know, who tend to joke about these things or, you know, have have a mind that sees themselves. Just or a mind that sees the absurd and things, you know. <laughs> but I mean, whether we express it or not, the mind does its own thing. Yeah. yeah. I was telling very bad jokes to myself. Cool, cool, cool. Again, sore. Easy, I did you want that. Yes, but it becomes very clear. Very clear that this mind is not me. <laughs> the mind is just its own ยังเนี่ยเอาเอาเอาเอาเอาเอาเอาเอาเอาเอาเอาเอาเอาเอาเอาเอาเอาเอาเอาเอาเอาเอาเอาเอาเอาเอาเอาเอาเอาเอาเ
would do and he would tell Siado about all his mental pro proliferations. He said he would see a brick on the side of the road and his mind would create a football field and, you know, he, he's like, the, go the brick is a goal and, you know, he's, he's putting a, a football through it and then, and then he sees the, the lamppost and then he's a monkey and he's climbing up it and he's reaching for something and, you know, like, everything he sees, the mind is doing something with it and he could, like, the mind is making stories out of every single thing, not just, right, yeah. So this just talk. <laughs> I don't even love it. It's no. okay. Yeah. Night dreaming, daydreaming. <laughs> Night dreaming and daydreaming. I thought that the other kind way to see China in the world. So Sierra says, since you're laughing at night, it, me it must mean that retreats are a happy place. Yeah, very interesting. <laughs> 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 I don't feel that I have anything to ask. Uh, it's interesting to see uh, things change. Uh, first days there were this strong sense of flow. Then I think expectations started to lurk in that, okay, why isn't this uh, pleasant flow happening all the time? And then I got curious, okay, uh, what, is, what is there? And then I could uh, see that, okay, there is actually tiredness. Yeah. I'm feeling aversion. I don't want to be tired. I want to be in this lovely, lovely state. Uh, I could see that uh, I'm getting frustrated of, of physical discomfort. Yeah. And uh, it's been... Uh, interesting to see these uh, unpleasant states uh, as an invitation to be present, to learn, mm -hmm. and actually to include them in the process. And uh, then, uh, then suddenly they are not unpleasant anymore. The pushing, the pulling tends to get less, and and somehow. Uh, you're still in the pain, you're still in the discomfort, but uh, it, it's not bothering you anymore. Yeah. And th that's really curious, curious thing to explore. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a big question mark. <laughs> no. I have no questions. <laughs> okay. Yeah, to my... Um ပထမနေအကောင်းနေတယ်ပြီးတော့ <laughs> ชูสิอ่ะโลตูยูไลท์เตอะเรอือตีสิอ่ะโลยูไลท์ตอตีสิอ่ะโลยูไลท์ตอเรอะทะพิพิซิมันซ้าสิอ่ะกောင်းลา
ကိုတို့ခါတိမ်မရောက်တော့ဘောလေအဲ့ဒီဟာစိတ်ဝင်စားစေကောင်းတဲ့သူကပြောရဲ့ ใช่ตัดไปเปียวอยู่อภิกษัตริย์ใช่อาศัยมาเนี่ยบ่เว้ยใช่มันตรีตบายเนี่ยผิดอ๋องบ่เว้ยแต่อายุเนี่ยล่
Um, this actually helped me a lot because it gave me some confidence and I think I'm having a lot of trouble with doubt because of this uh, experience in the past I always think I, I just need to trigger this point and then I, it gets back because it was so easy at that time. Um, so the expectations are there and uh, frustration comes and doubt comes uh, very strongly and mm. I, I feel I'm missing confidence. Mm. And reading this gave me confidence um, because I understood that it's possible um, to, to, to make it possible to come to back to that point of um, a mind that is practicing on its own somehow. <clears throat> Um, yeah, now I feel more um, motivation to to go back and try to make it possible in daily life, which was the book also showing that it's possible also in daily life. I don't need to ordain. Um, so um, yeah, I'm happy about that uh, finding finding that he was um, sharing his experience and. Um, and I understood more that within his uh, descriptions uh, of that, that it took years um, to, to really make it stable. And I really want to make it stable. I really want that because I, I experienced that it is possible. And for me, it was the only really goal in life to, to make the mind like that, like this stable kind of practice. practice. เสียงสอฟอนอืมเนาะเลยจ้ะอาทิตย์นี้อืมดีกว่าเนาะเลยจ้ะเอ็กซ์เพคติชั่นน่ะเนาะตูมะเมียนาตูซะอาทุตูม
He said, you see greed over and over again and see greed and how it works. And when your mind doesn't want anymore, when your mind doesn't want anymore, Seattle says that's when the greed gets less and, and you will see it differently. So your big greed is around, around the practice, around achieving something in the Dharma. But Seattle says the way to practice is not to want to get back to a state that you have in your memory. You want to move forward, not back to where you were. So Seattle says forget the past, forget about ever trying to get that state again, and just practice where you are now. He says. If you leave the past behind, you might have better experiences, but you won't know because you won't leave it. You won't let it go. Just let it go. Don't want it back. Forget uh, about the past. Thank you. Um, was this a kind of advice to try to, what you said, to try to seek greed and everything? Yeah. And, yeah. And, yes. and, and get better understanding of it and how it works. And yes. But, I mean, basically, besides recognizing greed, it says just be present in every moment. Very simply, no expectation. Just you want to know the present moment as it is, moment after moment, just that. Mm -hmm. Just be simple. When we practice meditation, Seattle says we always have to watch out for greed. It's always going to come. He met this yogi once in Burma who... 25 years before he met Seattle, he went for a meditation retreat where he had a lot of pain and then he was watching the pain, watching the pain. One day it disappeared and he was so happy. He loved it so much that every retreat he went to, he went in to try and make pain. Dis like he thought that that was the goal, you know, and he would go in and try and he never succeeded. And, and he, he, he just, all he did was get frustrated with practice, but he kept doing it. And everybody he met, he would talk to about meditation and watching pain and how he managed to do it. And like, he was obsessed with this. And then he met Seattle and he told Seattle his story. And immediately Seattle saw it. And Seattle told him, just forget about the pain. If you have pain, just move. Don't, don't sit in pain and don't try to watch the pain. Just meditate. Meditation is not about that state. It's about being aware moment to moment. So he told him to drop that. And then he could meditate. Sounds good. 25 years. 25 years. 25 years he tried. Yeah. This was stuck on one thing. The Dharma is so much more than that, right? We need 
Yeah, sometimes we need to hear the right Dharma. We need to, to hear what the Dharma right is truly about. You know, get mm. the right information. It's not about an experience or a... Yeah. Mm. Be quiet inside or outside, so totally yes. quiet. We'll bring that over. Follow no, just many years in the stop the this tree. part because he's named somebody. He follow, mm. looking yes. for this all the time. Come back until he comes with you. He was the he was a hermit. Yeah, yes. uh, yeah. there was a hermit living alone for uh, twenty years. Tree, big tree, yeah, like a tree house, uh, and he even started wearing the big the. Earmuffs. The earmuffs to prevent the sound. <laughs> he, he was a hermit in the forest, silent, silent and then he was trying to get more silent by putting on these earmuffs. <laughs> yeah. He's getting very attached to all this silence, and he finally came to talk to Sayadaw about his practice and saying how he was putting the earmuffs and that. And it was because of a he had a, a retreat in Thailand once, and he got to a place where his mind was totally so silent still. inside yeah. and outside. Mm-hmm. And then he just kept trying to recreate that experience over and over yeah. everywhere. And that's why he went to stay in that tree on that mountain with nobody around. Yeah. <laughs> For many years, many years. And then he, he meet me. Then we, I explain about that. Then I take off this. Otherwise, <laughs> 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 he always would think like this. <laughs> yeah, it's good to hear. Uh, I hope that I don't end like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, but um, but just the watch the mind. Like every time the mind comes, expectation you notice finish. No need to carry the expectation. Every time expectation comes, just recognize, just recognize. Then slowly you you can see many times. Then you slowly you understanding the uh, appear. How about appear? The the fault of the expectation. expectation. More mm-hmm. more understanding because of this understanding, the mind let go. Mm-hmm. You cannot get rid of this expectation like this. Yeah. You can see many times and learn from this because of understanding the mind let go. The expedition finished. Okay. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.